Welcome to Death Moth, where we talk about artists who should have made it, but they couldn't make it because they're dead. I'm your host, Lysha C, and today joining us is... Hello, my name is Erin, uh, pronouns she, they, and I am delighted to be here. Oh my god, thank you for stating your pronouns. I of am course. so bad at asking. Oh no, you're all good. What are yours? Okay. Just so we uh, get out of the way. She, they as well. Very nice. Yes. On today's episode, we pay tribute to Sophie Sion. They were a Scottish music producer, songwriter, and DJ. They were known for their experimental take on pop music that helped spark the 2010s hyper-pop genre. They passed away on January 30th, 2021 at the age of 34 after accidentally falling from the rooftop of a three-story building in Athens, Greece, while attempting to take a picture of the full moon. So I saw this um, because I was doing my research on her, obviously. Mm And I saw this, I think it was a comment on YouTube, and it really stuck with me, because it said, her death is poetic in a way, a star that tried to reach the moon. Um, no, I agree. Um, so whenever I learned about her death, um, I definitely felt the same way. I felt like it was very fitting to her character and to who she was, Mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, she was a star in all senses of the word, not necessarily in the celebrity sense. But just in general. Um, And so, honestly, yeah. Learning that she was taking a picture of the moon was very fitting. Mm -hmm. As tragic as it was. It was very poetic, too. Like, it's it's not... I wouldn't say ironic, but... Like, in a way, it kind of is. And it's fitting. Even if it's very unfortunate as to how it happened. I don't know. That comment just, like... I don't know. It, like... it, It... I don't know why it stayed with me so much. Like... I don't know. No, I completely understand. So she initially remained anonymous in her work and later came out in her music video, It's Okay to Cry. Are you, I'm pretty sure you know, um, that song, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) Do you think it made you feel in any way? Because I saw a lot of comments about how it helped people out. So, um, yeah, that song is actually really interesting. Um... Uh, just preparing you, I kind of ramble, so I apologize in advance. But, um, this song in particular, she actually debuted it for the first time, if I am correct, um, at a fashion show. I can't remember exactly who the fashion show was, Mm -hmm. but regardless, it, this was essentially the soundtrack to that fashion show, um. And a lot of people were actually very angry with it because that was the first time she used her unedited vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people were angry because she didn't sound like the, you know, the hyper-feminine um, voice they were used to. Um, but for me personally, it was a very opening song. I feel like the more... Um, I came into tune with my gender identity specifically. That song meant a lot to me. And then especially after she passed, it meant a lot to me as well. Because, you know, it's okay to cry. And I feel like it's just an anthem um, for just getting over things, for lack of better phrasing. Um, She just really... The song just nails it on the head. It's saying, like, it's okay to feel your emotions when necessary. Yeah, definitely. I can totally see where you're coming from. And I saw that a lot of people felt the same way that you said that it was like an anthem 
Um, she worked closely with artists from the PC label, produced mm-hmm. for Charlie XCX, Madonna, Vince Staples, Naomi Morrow, and Quaid Dash. Are you familiar with any of them? Oh, I'm familiar with all of them. Um, yes. Actually, funny story. Do um, Madonna. Um, so, Bitch, I'm Madonna is the song that Sophie produced for Madonna. Mm-hmm. I apologize if I'm not allowed to curse. No, it's um, a song. <laughs> it's totally fine. But um, this song in particular, I came across it randomly on YouTube, you know, when I was a kid. And that was the first song I had ever heard by Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um and I had no idea it was Sophie produced until very, um, very long after I had ho- had already heard and loved the song. And so that just made me love the song even more. But um, it was funny because I would play that song, and at the very end, there's this like a screwdriver noise, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. It just like tickles the brain in the best way possible. And I don't know, I just love that song and its production so much. And um, also, her work with Quay Dash, I'm very familiar with. I love Quay Dash. Um, pardon my French, but Quay Dash is my queen of rap, personally. Um, but yeah, no, um, I just... Sylvia was so cool, because everyone she worked with, she had such respectful feelings for it and I obviously didn't know Sophie personally Mm -hmm. but just from the way her collaborators would speak about her and how she would speak about her collaborators um, she just had such an eye for new talent I guess if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, but she was just constantly uplifting and willing to offer her talent and her craft to make other people that she saw already talented on their own you know even more um, I guess essentially what I'm trying to say is she would always lift up smaller artists. And um, I actually, this is kind of cringy, but I tweeted something the other day where <laughs> I was like, um, Sophie Music was feminine as fuck on its own. And so her working with Charlie, for me personally, feels like the epitome of being a girl because it's just like so unapologetically feminine, I guess. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I get you. You said um, the way Sophie was. Um, I think I saw on somewhere, and from what I was, like, looking at, um, it seems that she just kind of, like, spread love everywhere she went. Yeah. And especially for, like, new artists and upcoming artists. It kind of, like, she would, like, I guess push them to, like, you know, like, you got this, like, we were once, like, right. I was once there, you can do it too. Well, like, for example, um, I apologize, um, but for example, um, she, so Charlie XCX's, um, newest album, Crash, came out right after Sophie died, and, um, Charlie actually said that Sophie pushed her to stop using autotune as much, and, like, to stop relying on it, because Sophie thought that Charlie had such a beautiful voice on her own, um, and so that's why in Crash we see a lot more songs with the, you know, raw vocals, um, which I just think is very cool. Um, and just goes to show how, you know, like you said, pushing um, pushing positively Sophie was. Her music was described as a hyperkinetic take on pop music. And, well, obviously it goes to, like, with, like, with what you were saying. She was nominated in 2019 for a Grammy Award for the Best Dance Electronic Album. I don't 
think she wanted but it was a very I saw that it was a very like I guess um how do I say it was big at that time it was very big um she was yeah she was the first trans woman ever I believe um first Mm -hmm. trans woman ever nominated um for the Grammys I believe um and so that was really big Obviously, she got snubbed because that album is incredible. <laughs> I might be biased, but oh no, oh well. yeah, the album. Oh, I didn't say. I'm sorry. The album was oil of every pro's uninsides. Yeah. Uh, but you were saying. I'm sorry. I forgot to oh, add no, that. Oh no, you're all good. But yes, um, oil of every pro's uninsides, a greatest album of all time, personally. Um, yes, it was nominated for a Grammy. Unfortunately, she did not win. Um, but yeah, it was very. Um, for lack of a better word, historical. <laughs> it was in the it was the push in the right direction, right? Oh yeah, like definitely. The saying there is. And I believe she won an award in twenty eighteen for AIM Independent Music Awards and she won the Innovator Award. I'm not super familiar with it. Do you know what it is? Um I don't remember that actually. Oh. That's probably the only thing I don't know. <laughs> it's okay, don't worry um, about it. But I don't doubt it. Um, if I remember, I think she was, yeah. But I think that award essentially is kind of acts as like a best new artist almost. Mm-hmm, it was. But just different wording because it's a different award show. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, I guess here come the questions. When did you first discover Sophie? So, um, like I said, Bitch, I'm Madonna was probably the first introduction I have. But I do remember, um, it was either 2015 or 2016. 2015 is whenever she really started, um, producing and releasing her music. Um, and I just remember, like, sitting in my room, um, listening to it for the first time, and just being, like, blown away. I don't know. I was, it was just so different from anything I had ever heard, and it was just so interesting, um... And, yeah, so it was either 2015, 2016, around that time period. Mm. How did their music impact you? Or, like, did they impact you in any way? Um, I would say Sophie's music has impacted me a lot. Um, Not only has it changed the way I listen to, like, any music, but um, I feel like her ideas, her takes on the classic production style um, really opened my eyes to just a whole new world of music. Um, And, like, she led me to artists like Charlie XCX and um, and to artists like Arca and uh, just a a whole bunch of people, like Dash, you know? And I would have never found out so many artists that I love and appreciate because of Sophie. Like, without Sophie, I would not listen to any of the music I listen today. Mm. Um... And she's just collaborated with so many of my favorites. And she's also really inspired me to make my own music, you know. I was going to ask you, um, (laughs) do you produce any music? Yes. um, I wouldn't say I'm good, but I have a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, It's kind of just a hobby, but I really like to just play around. And Sophie, in an interview she had, said that the best ideas... um, A lot of people... I'm obviously paraphrasing, but um, okay. a lot of people um, 
kind of when they go into a song, they already have an aesthetic in mind and they have, you know, lyrics and everything. And Sophie just liked to produce randomly. She did have her instruments she would, like, frequent. Um, but for the most part, she would form stuff as she would go. I'm not giving her creative direction justice, but I like to think that I use a lot of her technique. Mm. That's giving myself way too much credit. One second. <laughs> it's okay. Give yourself credit. <laughs> Nothing but, wrong um, with that. Like, I wouldn't say I'm good, but I use a lot of similar direction when it comes to forming my own expressions and my own artistic, you know, endeavors. I use a lot of the same techniques of just kind of going into it blindly and having fun. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it's all about, is it not? Um, it's about having fun and just like... It's kind of like for when you write, you just, you know, there's like certain books, certain formats that you have to follow, or not yeah. that you have to follow, but that most people follow, and usually the best kind of work is like not given much thought, or like not putting much, not much effort, but like, yeah. do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, and okay. that actually gives me a really good thing to segue off of, um, but um, that's the reason, honestly, why, like, Sophie is so good, is because she didn't stick to the traditional, um, and even when she did, she tried to make it as, like, different as possible, not to be quirky, but just to have fun, and that's why I feel like I connect so much with Sophie's music, is because it is so fun and carefree, and it just makes you so happy, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it does, I get it. Um, I was going to say, did they inspire you in any way? But you answered that for itself, I guess. Um, <laughs> how did their death affect you? Or how did it make you feel when you found out about their passing? Um, so, their passing... Um, I remember that day just because it was, you know, a bad day. Mm -hmm. But um, I think we were in hybrid schooling at the time. Um, and... I was doing my daily uh, routine or whatever, and I was like, you know, let's check Twitter. Because at the time, um, I didn't have a phone for personal reasons, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't have a phone, so I had no way to like find out. And so I was like, I'm going to get on my school computer and go on Twitter. Um, and so I went on Twitter. And the first thing I saw was her passing. And I just remember reading it. Like, my jaw fell open. I was crying. And I just slammed my computer shut. Um, and I, I spent the, like, next few weeks with her music on loop and, like, mourning, essentially. Mm -hmm. It just... That was the first celebrity death I ever felt affected by. Because, like, for example... We had um, some other people die before her, or whatever. Celebrities die all the time. Mm -hmm. But she was truly the first person to truly affect me. Because it was just way too soon. And it was at the time where I was really struggling the most, and her music was helping me the most, mm -hmm. that it felt like, you know, I lost her. And it felt like I was losing someone I loved, you know? Um, and so it was very devastating. 
like for example um you know those tweets where it's like what's the weirdest song you've cried to now i can say like pony boy for example is the weirdest song i've cried to (laughs) why would you say it's weird just because it's a very upbeat rave song you know it's very dancey very um lots of heavy bass and it's also sexual in the lyrics Mm -hmm. um or at least suggestively and so you know crying to it's not necessarily what anyone would cry to (laughs) if that makes sense i mean there's a first for everything i guess (laughs) yeah yes okay and our final question is if she were alive and in front of you would there be anything you'd say or do i feel like this is a really hard question for any artist to be honest Mm -hmm. because i'm never like i never have questions but um i feel like i would want to hug her um and i feel like i'd want to say thank you um specifically knowing what i know now of her passing and you know but just because she truly helped me and she helped a lot of people and she did a lot for the music industry um and i just i would say thank you because i feel like um we're our biggest critics and so she probably never understood how what she was doing was so great you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so because it's kind of crazy to think about um how like artists some of our favorite songs could be some of their most hated and so i yeah I, i essentially i would probably hug her and say thank you Oh, well, that's nice. That's uh, that's kind of what I don't like about um, doing this topic sometimes, is that the answers I receive are a lot more heartfelt and, I guess, touching. Yeah. And it's like, why why couldn't I think of that? Like, I don't think I have a specific artist that really, like, stands out to me and that I can, like, be like, oh, my God, this person has helped me through so much. You get me? Yeah. No, definitely. So it's really interesting to, like, see what other people think and, like, feel. And I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It's very touching. Um, I agree. Well, because, yeah, I've never... Like I said, I've never truly felt this sad about a famous person's passing. So it it was very a very interesting experience, to say the least. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Of for course. Doing this thank with you. Me. Um, I think that's all. Is there anything you would <laughs> like to add? Um, not that I can think of. Okay. Just um, go stream Sophie if you <laughs> haven't. Keep keep blowing their music music up, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs>